tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Morning, and thank you for joining us for our talk show, Breakfast with the Pastors. And I'm your host, Pastor Helen Young of Grace Worship Center in Oklahoma City. Our guests that are joining us today is my co-pastor, Louis Young III. I have the senior pastors of Transformation Church International, Dr. Clarence and his wife, Tanya Johnson. I have Bishop Donald Chandler of Fresh Start Evangelistic Church in Houston, Texas. And I thank all of my guests for joining us. And before we get started in our talk show, I would like for each person just to say something brief about their ministry and their church. I want to get started with uh, Dr. Clarence Johnson. Well, praise God. Thank you so much. It is so good to be here with the pastors this morning. I am truly honored. Uh, as Pastor Helen said, uh, along with my wife, I pastor Transformation Church International in Oklahoma City. It's a vibrant church that is teaching people to be transformed by the Word of God. And it's just such a privilege and an honor to be here this morning with you. And I want my wife to just greet you. This is Pastor Tanya, and she uh, co-labors with me in the ministry, and it's a pleasure to be here with everyone. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen. I am Pastor uh, Tanya Johnson, and I do co-pastor along with my husband, uh, Clarence Johnson. One of the things that I just really, really love seeing in ministry is when someone's life is totally transformed. Um, our foundational scripture is actually Romans 12 and 1, and it speaks about your mind being renewed. And so that is such a blessing to me once I see someone's life that has been changed and transformed by the power of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Bishop Chandler. God bless you. God bless you, folks. I'm really glad we thank God, Pastor Helen Young, Dr. Johnson, and Pastor Johnson, and and Pastor Lewis Young. We thank God for being here today. My church is first start evangelistic church in Houston, Texas, and our ministry really is a second chance ministry. Uh, the Lord, the Lord gave me first start because He said there's many people who need a first start in their lives. Many people have been written off. There are people who say you're never, you're never of yourself, you're never doing anything, you're never doing anything with your life. This is a second chance ministry. Well, you, you don't have to throw in the towel. You don't have to give up. You don't have to quit. You don't have to stop. God's giving you a second chance to get it right on this end. Amen. Amen. All right, Co Pastor Lewis. Praise God, everybody. It's good to be here this morning. Amen. My name is Co Pastor Lewis Young III, and I am with Grace Worship Center out of Oklahoma City. And I come with a privilege and a joy to be here this morning to speak and to break down God's word that it is in bite sized pieces so we can understand, but also so that we can grow. 
Thank you very much for having me. Amen. 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 I'm so happy that everyone is joining us via the airwaves. For those that are in our midst that are sitting here watching and enjoying this talk show, I thank and praise God for them being here as well. Uh, I just want to talk with everybody and uh, get your views on a familiar word or passage in the Bible, but it is so deep and it has a meaningful meaning for it, but I just want to hear everybody's take on it. Everybody, the majority of the people, either in church or not in church, they're familiar with Psalms 23. I remember uh, teaching my children Psalms 23 as, as a daily part of their life that they can, you know, commit to heart. So a lot of people know about it, but we're going to break down part of it. And in the last verse of Psalms 23, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us, follow me all the days of my life. And then the last portion of that says, And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But I want to talk with everybody about God's mercy, just exactly what it is. Because when I look at surely goodness and mercy shall follow us, I think about surely, which is from a perspective that it should be happening. But a lot of people don't take it that way. They want to take surely goodness and mercy and say, well, then, I want to hide goodness and mercy. I want to cloak it, you know, with a covering behind me because I don't want that following me because I want to do my thing. I want to live my life. So they're not looking for goodness and mercy to follow them all the days of their life. They're not. So I just want to take, get your take on exactly what that is. Come on, just jump on in. What do you think about it, Pastor Tanya? What do you think about God's mercy? God basically um, wants us to follow after his goodness. You know, when you think about that scripture within itself, if you're in the will of God and you are following Christ-likeness and having uh, Christ-likeness things going on in your life, goodness and mercy shall, it will follow you because you're in the perfect will of God. Amen. 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 When I, I hear the word mercy, uh, I was listening to uh, Bishop talk about his ministry at Second Chance, and, and that's what mercy really is. It's second, third, fourth, fifth. Thank God that uh, when, I, when I hear the word mercy, it's just I got something that I didn't deserve. I deserve something far worse than what I got. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but God had mercy on me, and uh, I was listening to a song today, and a young man was just singing about mercy. And he said, one of the lyrics in the song, he said, when I think of all the things I've done, it makes me shake my head. Then, Lord, I said, if it wasn't for your mercy, I would surely be dead. (laughs) And I said, that is so appropriate when we think of the word mercy, that we deserve judgment. We deserve so many other things, but God gave us mercy. And I'm so glad we're talking about this today because his mercy follows us, surely goodness and mercy will follow us every day. And I would thank God for it that I didn't get what I deserved, but he gave me mercy and in instead. Amen. Amen. What's your take on that, Bishop? I'm always, I'm always uh, giving God praise. I wake up, every day I wake up, I wake up thanking God, first of all, just for being here. To, to those who have a call upon their lives, a call of God to preach the gospel, Somewhere during your lifespan, the devil tried to kill you. Somewhere before you said yes to God, Satan tried to cut you off. 
I remember my mother telling me this because I was I didn't I was not aware, but my mother told me when I was a baby. Um, we used to have uh, meetings in Waco. My mother was in the Church of God of Christ, and she used to have Waco meetings, state meetings in Waco. And I was a baby. And my godmother, four cars, were leaving Houston, going to Waco for the Waco meeting. And for some reason, my godmother, who was the pastor's wife, stopped the cars in the lead car, and my godmother got out and, and with my mother, who was holding me when I was a baby, and said, give me the baby. The Lord said, put the baby in our car. And she got out and got me, and, and, and I rode with my godmother. About two miles, straight down the road, when we got down the road, my father and my mother and my two uncles uh, my mother's big brothers were in the back seat. And they had a blowout. And the car rolled over in a, in a ravine down a hill, going towards Waco. My mother was thrown out of the car. My father was thrown out of the car. And my two uncles rolled in the car. And they were cut up real quick with the toys. And if I had been in the car, by now, I, I, I would be history. I, I wouldn't have been what God intervened. Mm-hmm. It got me out of that car. It got me out of that car as a baby. What God? What God? Amen. Yeah. What God? Amen. 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 Come on, Pastor Young. What are your take? What are your takes on that? On, on that mercy? Well, when I think about mercy, the first thing that comes to my mind, you have to understand the definition of mercy, which means kind or forgiving treatment of someone who could be treated harshly. Because when you think about sin from the first man, we deserve death. But because of God's mercy, he gave us another chance by sending the second man, which was perfect. No spot, no blemishes, no wrinkle. So it is because of the mercy of God that he saw fit to save us, even though we turned our backs against them, even though we rebelled even though we did willful sinning, which is iniquity, but yet it's still, it's still his mercy that still covers us because of the blood of Jesus. And people can understand that concept that it is the blood that gives you the mercy of God. The blood is the only thing that can wash and remove away the sin Amen. because sin does you the same. So when I think about mercy, I think God, it is only because of your mercy that any of us is still here. You know, God will treat us like we treat people. So that is mercy. He is a merciful God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I think about when I think about God's mercy. You know, and, and thinking about that, you know, the scripture says that he'll have mercy on whom he wants to have mercy. Right. And when you think about it, a lot of us, uh, good, bad, and the ugly, we find ourselves in situations and, and, and circumstances where we know we did wrong. True. And we deserve yeah. to get the full penalty of what had happened. But God enters in at that point. And when he enters in, he began to look at our hearts. He looked at us from the inside and know that there is a great favor and there's greatness inside of you that has to be released in your area, in your time, that others will be brought in. I'm reminded of 
of the sin that David did. When David, when, when the prophet came to David, and David went and he explained everything to him, well, you ought to do this to this man, you ought to do that to that one. And then when the prophet said, well, David, you're that man. David deserved everything, both he and that she, they deserved death because the law at that time where they were supposed to be killed. No, it but the man. But mercy entered in. And, and, and people today, you know, they want to say, well, I, I deserve it. No, it's not anything that you deserve. You know, we deserve whatever God has for us. And that mercy just covers everything. What do you think about it? When I, you know, I just get excited about it, thinking about how he just, kept me and keeping me from getting involved in situations and things. I, I know, uh, <laughs> let, let me just say, have you ever been in your car yes. driving, mm-hmm. you know, and you should have did this and you should have did that, and God just intervenes in. Right. You know, Bishop was saying about how the Lord took the pastor's wife and got the baby out of the car. It, it, it's two things that, that are there obedience to God in order for mercy to flow. Because she could have said, this is just me speaking. Or get thee behind me, boys. Get thee behind me. But she stopped and everybody to stop and say, let me get in because God is dealing and having mercy. The whole family, everybody could have died. But the baby being small and no seatbelts in the car then, the baby would have been thrown out to yonder. But God's mercy intervened. It intervened. It intervened. Listen to the stories and so forth. I'm reminded there's a scripture in James, uh, I believe it's James chapter 2, uh-huh. uh, verse 13, and it talks about having mercy without having uh, judgment without mercy. Uh-huh. And I remember as a young man, uh, you know, sometimes we're trying to find our way. We make all kind of crazy decisions and do all kind of crazy things. Uh-huh. I, I remember saying before judge one time. And my life was literally in this judge's hand uh-huh. as far as where I was going to spend some years. Uh-huh. And the judge asked me this question and said, what should I do to you, young man? Mm-hmm. And I just had to be honest with the judge. I said, judge, if you gave me what I deserved, I said, please don't give me what I deserve. Mm-hmm. I said, give me mercy. Mm-hmm. And the judge looked at me and he said, you know, he said, usually I don't do this. He said, but I see something in you that you just made a couple of wrong turns. He said, but I'm not going to give you what you deserve. I'm going to show mercy. Mm-hmm. And that scripture, it, it says in the latter part of that scripture mm-hmm. that mercy triumphs over judgment. That's right. That's what it says. That mercy will take the place of judgment. When uh-huh. you deserve judgment, uh-huh, uh-huh. mercy steps in. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Let me give you what you don't deserve. Uh-huh. And standing before that judge, that day, mercy triumphs over judgment. But I deserve mm-hmm. to go to jail for a time. But mercy said, I'm going to give you what you don't deserve. Amen. Oh my, God. my God. Had it not been for God on our side, where would we be? Where would we I be? I know where I'd be. Oh, Amen. Jesus. Amen. 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 I was listening to uh, Bishop's story oh. um, about when he was younger, what had happened. And, you know, sometimes when you think about the word goodness, you think, better, find the best, the good things in life, but also I'm reminded of favor, just having favor on your life. And there's purpose and a call for why you were spared. Uh-huh. Because in the natural, you know, your mom could have said, like you said, Pastor Helen, um, 
no, get thee behind me, or I'm not, you know, people, mothers love their babies. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To, to step out in faith and put the baby in another car, that, is something. that says something. Right. So um, it's favor also. I do, I do believe that one scripture that it takes me to is actually uh-huh. Psalm 51, uh-huh. verse 1. It says, have mercy upon me, O uh-huh. God, uh-huh. according to thy loving kindness, because God is full of love. Yes, yes, it yes. says, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercy, uh-huh. blot out my transgressions. So when you think about goodness in the scripture, it says, what is the definition of goodness? Mm-hmm. The beneficial part of something, because God is good. And to get the best part of God, there has to be an exchange. You have to exchange yourself and your ways and your will and your emotions uh-huh. for God to know that he shall give you the best part of him. Uh-huh. So why get half of something when you can get the best part? Uh-huh. So it has to be an exchange. It's not an even exchange uh-huh. because what God has to offer outweighs what we have to give. You're, you're right about that. Come on now. You're Amen. right about that. You know, over in uh, Proverbs 3 and 3, it says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. It says, bind them mm-hmm. about thy neck. Write them upon the tables of your heart. And just listening to the testimony, we all got testimony mm-hmm. because it is those tests that we are able to share that people would get the victory. But when I began to read that, it says, bind them about you. That means to me, it means to hide that what he gave mercy had mercy on me to hide it in my heart and let me never forget that it was because of his strong hand mm-hmm. that he delivered me. He brought me up and out of that pit of muck and mire. Mm-hmm. And if I hide that in my heart and I'm always mindful that I of myself can do nothing and that it's only God that can deliver me because of his mercy. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the songwriters and those that have put it to poetry and says, you know, God is not with me yet. And it's because of his mercy and his long suffering and his endurance that we're still here. Amen. 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 Uh, Pastor Helen, I want to say one thing. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. About mercy um, is we don't have to worry about it running out. That's right. That's right. You know, because, and, and one thing about God, he's able to give us mercy for that day. Uh-huh. And because I used to, I used to, I used to think in my head, I said, oh, God, you have gave me, you showed me so much mercy today. Lord, what about tomorrow? <laughs> you know, I think, but then I ran across a scripture, which I, I know it's a familiar passage of scripture. It's in Lamentation. Uh-huh. And it talks about that, that it's because of the, the, the Lord's mercies uh-huh. that we are not consumed. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Because of his compassion uh-huh. fail not. Uh-huh. And that they are new every morning. Uh-huh. Right. Great is our faithfulness. Yeah. Right. That Mercy for today, mercy for tomorrow, and God knows what's going to happen next year. I don't know necessarily, but he knows. But there's mercy that's going to meet me right there. And so I don't worry about my mercy running out because every morning when I wake up, God has ordered new mercy for me because he knows I'm going to need it. <laughs> Amen. When you think about the first part of the scripture, what is the first word that it says? Surely. Surely means what? Without a doubt, uh-huh, uh-huh. with assurance, confident, and attentively, uh-huh. surely. So God wants you to understand, surely goodness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. mercy. Mm-hmm. So that means that if you have a connection with God, you got to get the blessings from God. Uh-huh. You cannot be in a family to a king and not receive the things in the palace. So that's the same. You cannot have a relationship with God and not get the best from God and not get the inheritance, all the promises from God. 
And when he say the word surely, that is letting you know there's a covenant right there. That if you come to me with a sincere heart, then you can receive me from me my blessings. We always talk about the blessings of God. We don't want to walk in the curses, but we want the blessings of God. So I still go back to we have to have a connection to God in order to receive goodness and mercy. So there's a flip side to it as well, because if you're not connected to God, why are you expecting goodness from God? Because goodness is also protection from God. Society is about the mercy of God. And uh, just listen to all these wonderful uh, men and women God speak. Just we're here because of his mercy. No other reason. Uh, we cannot boast about anything we've done. We cannot boast about anything in accomplishments. It's all because of his mercy. But one thing the word is that they fail not. Things will fail you. People may fail you sometimes. But God's mercy will never fail us. And that's why he is faithful, that his mercy never fails. Well, another thing that I can think about is in Psalms 89, verse 1, it says, I was seeing of the what? Mercies of the Lord forever with my mouth when I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. So basically that says that not only shall my generation get the mercy of God, but my children shall get the mercy. And their children shall get the mercy. So as long as we are proclaiming God, every generation should teach the next generation about God. So as my parents taught me, thus I teach my children. So if my children have children, they're going to teach their children because it is a generational thing that you can get from God. That mercy passes forth from each generation. So I, I believe that word. Amen. Amen. Why do we, since we have experienced the mercy of God, uh-huh. and since God has been so merciful, merciful to us, uh-huh. why do we sometimes forget to show that same mercy to others? Because I, I think all that God has done for me, sometimes people forget to show the same mercy that they've been shown from God. And the Bible speaks of the, the unfaithful servant, that the, the master forgave him so much. And, and then he turned around and God owed him $2. <laughs> that one to go to God's prison and throw him in jail. And so he has forgotten what mercy was shown to him. And I think when we remember what God has done for us, we can't point a finger at anybody. True. You know, because we look and say, man, if it wasn't for the grace and mercy of God, I'd be in that same situation. I'd be right there. Right. Uh, the bishop, I, I wanted to hear what you had to say on that, sir, but I just want to say, man, we can't forget the mercy of God. Amen. 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 One of the greatest mishaps uh, I find in a, in a lot of people of God is that they forget. Mm. Um. That's one of the greatest, one of the greatest mishaps as being a Christian is that we have a tendency to forget. And God has, uh, has, has commanded us, God has given us command, and thou shalt remember. God, God, God commands us to remember where he brought us from. Right, right. He commands, he commands us to remember how he brought us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been eight. And, 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 it, and it starts out, it says, and thou shalt remember uh, all the years that the Lord our God have led thee these 40 years through the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And then he said, and then he said, he gave the reason why. He said, first, to humble you. Then he says, to prove you. 
commandments or not. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest, one of the greatest mistakes that the people of God uh, do, uh, one of the greatest mistakes to me uh, involved in it, is forget. We have a tendency, we have a positive, uh, <laughs> we have a church because we go, uh, and you go in the desert, and uh, when you're going out of Egypt, and they crossed over the Red Sea, and the soldiers got away from Pharaoh, and crossed the Red Sea, and everything, as soon as they got over there, they forgot. God called the Moses up to the Uh-huh. and to 
uh, to love mercy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to extend the same that has been extended to us because the only reason we're here is because God had mercy on us to send his son mercy, to die for us when we deserve that hell, the whole thing, but he sent his only son mercy. to die in our place because of his mercy for us. That is our total duty is to do just what he told us to do, walk in mercy and to love justice and to walk humbly before your God. Amen. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. Even in the army, the army understands about having people that have your back. 
even in the army, you know, we are a brother's keeper, but even sometimes we're not there all the time when you think that we need to be there. Even in the Bible, when Jesus said, can you not pray with me for one hour? Even though the disciples said, well, we got your back. But he still went to sleep. But here it is, God said, he does not sleep nor slumber. He who keeps Israel. So that lets you know that God always has our back. The thing about it is that you got to have a covenant relationship with God because it is based on covenant because God is a covenant-keeping God. So it still goes back to in order to get to surely part, which is a goodness and mercy, that's like the key. What are you willing to exchange to receive goodness and mercy? That means that you've got to give him your brokenness. You've got to give him your hurt and your pain, your abuse. You've got to give it in exchange to receive what God has for you. Amen? I do believe that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, this has just been such a dynamic uh, talk show. I just love everybody that participated that's on the show. And I tell you, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And one of the things of it is, is that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We have that assurance as long as we are in it and that we are covenant keepers with him. Uh-huh. We have that assurance that as long as we are mindful of who he is uh-huh. and not forget about him, even though he elevates us or bring prosperity to us or hide spirituality about us, we have to re- uh, be mindful of it that we need to show mercy to everybody else, and no matter where he takes us. Right, right. You know, the Bible says that the, the world is going to know the people of God because of the love that we have for one another. But in, in included in that love is mercy. And uh, it's not so quick that we're going to judge them or put them in, in a place that we don't even want to, but just to remember where we were. I'm reminded of the scriptures that say, had it not been for the Lord, on my side, mm-hmm. let all the people say, Lord, where would I be? Right. Had it not been for God sparing my life, where would I be? Had it not been for the Lord doing this and doing that for us, where would we be? So, and with that, we have that assurance that we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And forever is an unending term. We're going to be with him and that we never get so high-minded and that we never get to think that we're better than anybody else. We're not because we've had the same mercy, the same mercy giver that's given to us that has given to everybody else. Surely we're going to what? Surely we're going to have God's presence with us. We got the angels with us. And when you begin to think about it, his word says that he has given his angels charge over us to keep us in the place. That's merciful. That's merciful. That's like a clause that says from a parent to a child, no matter what you do, I'm going to take care of you for all the days of your life. And I'll forever love you. And I think God is great when he says, surely goodness versus my loving kindness. And I love the way Pastor Johnson had says in Lamentations, say his mercies, they are renewed for us. He has made a statement that says, you know, Lord, you gave me so much mercy today. Lord, did I use up tomorrow's mercy? Did I use up next week? God said, I got you covered. He said, say, I know what tomorrow holds for you. You are totally unaware. You're oblivious to what's going to happen. But whatever you are in, through your high, through your low, I have enough mercy to, to cover you. Plus, I've 
given those angels charge over you to remind you that the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance right, right. about my goodness and my mercy Hallelujah. and that my love <laughs> and I won't forget about Hallelujah. you even though you fall seven times you make the same old bad mistake again if you just get up
It was the mercy that kept him on the cross. It was the mercy, not the nails. It was the mercy of God. You're here today. If you need mercy, all you have to do is just reach out and say, Lord, have mercy on me. And he'll do it. He'll do it. In Jesus' name. And if there's anyone here that has not given their life to the Lord Jesus, right now is the time for you just to do that. I want you to repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for coming into my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus was for me. I surrender my life this day and be my Lord and Savior. I want you to know if you pray that prayer, your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen? And you have been given a second chance. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. I ask that God's blessings be upon you until we meet again at the same time. Join us again for Breakfast with the Pastors. Amen? Amen. 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 Amen.